When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me bang you, I do let you bang Let me bang you, Let me bang you, Let me bang you, Let me bang Greetings, Mary's and Virgins. Go for Jesus. Go for Jesus, Once again, for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast, recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? Hey, everyone, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. Me, Adam Hunter, here with Greg Romero Wilson. We got Sean McCorkle, the Ween Dog. How are you guys doing? What's going on, guys? Great. Uh, living the dream. Chilling Not out, my man. dream, waiting. but I'm sure it's somebody's. Yeah, I'm just chilling out, waiting, you know, just waiting until the new year. Yeah. Get that vax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 I, I hear you, man. Um, uh, a lot of people got mad at us for saying we were, that we were going to take the vax. And, uh, you know, I'm like, fuck it. Okay. I, mean, I, I know, McCorkle, you're not taking the vax, right? Nope. Uh, primarily because they're telling me I have to. If they ask nicely, I might do it. But you're not going to tell me I have to do anything. Nobody. So, Wait a minute. Who's telling you you have to? Like, if they're making it government mandated that you have to take it, that's what I keep hearing. But they're not making it government mandated that you have to take it. Yeah, then I'll just take my chances because I don't, I don't trust – anything that was pushed that fast to be healthy. Like I just don't, uh, I don't trust that. I'm sure they're going to find out some side effects. I'd rather it be the first round of people that find that out than me. And you're a guy that I understand that. I mean, I'm with that about a lot of things. I never want to be the first, per, you know, first round, let them work out their issues first. Right. Then, yeah. Uh, once work they, the bugs once out. they yeah. figure that out, then I'll get in the, but this I'm, I'm first level, but I think it's fine to, to not be first level. Cause I think that opens up. I think, you know, exactly. Let people that want it, Take right, it first. The people that don't not take it first, and then you know, I mean, it all works. I think because they can't figure out a system of how to prioritize this bullshit anyway. I think volunteer. I, I think if they just said, "Listen, it's voluntary. If you want to, you know, ready to come." And I think naturally we'll separate into two groups of, right. of the of the of the wills and won'ts. And I think it's it'll be pretty easy actually. The only thing I want to be first on is a, a gangbang. I think that's probably the absolutely, thing. absolutely, or train really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that either if they tell me I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, you're gonna fuck her with those 14 other guys, or I'm gonna shoot you in the face, god damn it. <laughs> I don't you're gonna I don't know what and you're gonna be like, was, you know what? If you would have asked me nicely, I would have done it, but now I'm not doing it. I'm not <laughs> I don't know what character Greg was just doing there, but it sounded exactly like what you would expect a guy to be saying that to sound like. But and that's how the stash makes cash. But does anybody not ask you anything nicely? I feel like you're the guy people always say nice things. I mean, you're like six foot six. That's true. You're tough to order around. 
If you're, yeah, if you're typically, looking at you in person. <laughs> I think I, I think I told you guys this already, but they'll be like, uh, even at the doctor, they're like, sir, do you have a mask? I'm saying, no, thank you. And then they get confused. And then, and then I've been telling them it's my way of protesting to support Black Lives Matter is not wearing a mask. So that uh, I tell them <laughs> if they try to make me wear one, they're racist. And then everybody backs off immediately. Like, no, you don't have to wear one. I'm not racist. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> That's a pretty solid mind fuck, my man. That's a pretty right. solid mind fuck. So, uh, I don't know what happened. What happened that made being racist the worst thing you could be? Like, obviously, you probably shouldn't be racist, but I would rather be racist than a pedophile. Like, there seems to be more hatred toward racists than pedophiles or rapists or murderers. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not a good thing, but I just don't know when it became the worst thing you could be. I, so. didn't think I don't think it's the worst thing. It's just current. It's the most current thing. I mean, there was a time when you know, the whole priest thing was very much at the top of the list. You know? <laughs> and, and, and just... And just because we've been focusing on this race thing because of you-know-who, it doesn't make it mean that the priest thing's gone away. It's just a matter of us getting past this new cycle, and then we'll get on to the next thing. And priest, the whole priest, pedophile, Boy Scout guys, that it's coming back. Is that, Let me ask you a question, though, Craig. Is the priest guy, does he have the same voice as the guy that's forced you to do the gangbang? He's like, you're going to get no, my no. that's the way it's going to be. Oh, <laughs> oh no, they're much, they're, much, they're much smoother. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> So uh, anyway, uh, I had therapy today, which is good. Uh, I'm working things out in therapy. Are you are you guys in therapy? You guys should be. All of you, everybody should be here in therapy. Uh, <laughs> I was I when I was younger. We, I, I was gonna say I agree. We all should probably be in therapy, <laughs> but I am. I have been in therapy, but I'm not currently in therapy. Uh, what was your, What was your therapy session like, Greg? You know, uh, you know what it was. I feel like I got so much out in like the first couple of sessions. That after that, it was kind of diminishing returns. After that, I felt like I was just going to keep going. I felt like we had discussed all the big shit from my childhood. And, you know, I was like, okay, thank you. You validated a lot of what I've been feeling. I feel much better. I mean, I still deal with those issues on the day, but I don't, I, I just felt like diminishing returns on what I was doing in therapy. I felt like we'd kind of done the majority of the work. My therapy was fucked up, dude. I was That's like, you got molested. I was like 10, 10, 11 or 12. And all my therapy consisted of was this dude like filming me playing with toys. It's like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, what's going on? Oh my and God. They, saw, they thought you, I was going to say, they thought you had down syndrome. No, what? No, it's just some dude was videotaping me while I was playing with toys. I feel like you're not aware of what kind of therapy it was. I feel like. <laughs> Like you That's thought you, it was supposed to be talk therapy and they're like, no, we're just trying to figure out if you're smart enough to qualify as a regular person. <laughs> but it didn't help. To they, gave, the they gave you nine blocks and they were like, okay, here's the evidence. He got six of them in the right holes. We got to let him into school. Yeah. And then uh, what about you, Sean? I went to uh, marriage counseling, probably I would say literally 30 to 35 times with 30 to 35 different marriage counselors. Because every time me and my ex-wife would go, they would tell her she was 99% wrong and I was 99% right on everything. And then she would say, oh, that's because he's a man. He agrees with you. So we went to like 10 different guys. Then we switched to a female. And then the female said I was right. She was wrong. And then she's like, oh, she's just in love with you. Like, so we ended up going, we ended up going to like a 75-year-old woman who was a Christian counselor, super Christian lady, very, very like uh, well-spoken, very just like your, your grandma would be, you know? And so we met with her for 30 minutes. They call it. She said, I just need to see you for 10 minutes tomorrow, Sean. 
I don't need to see you again, uh, Jamie, like to my ex-wife. And so she thought I was really going to get it from the lady when I came in the next day. So I was going to uh, counseling the next day. The lady said, I, she goes, I sat here and listened to you talk for an hour yesterday. I just have one question for you. And I thought she was going to tell me how terrible a person I am. And she said, what the fuck are you doing married to that woman? Which was really surprising coming from a 75 year old woman saying the F word like that. That's a Christian counselor. She said, I always counsel people to live, like to work it out, to, to try harder. She goes, I cannot believe what you've sat through. Like the things you told me yesterday are the worst things I've ever heard from a marriage. I was like, Okay, so she told me to divorce her. A Christian counselor, say a five-year-old woman, told me I was crazy if I didn't divorce her. Yeah, my wife and I. We let me let me tell you something, man. You're one of those dudes. I see this all the time. Big nice guys somehow get reeled in by these bitchy controlling women. Absolutely. You know? And and it, and it's a con. It's a con of its own kind, which they make you emotionally responsible for that. Yeah. And you're such nice guys. They just keep reeling you in, really. And I've seen this happen to several friends of mine. It's always big, nice guys get hooked up with these, uh, honestly, these fucking bitches, man. Yeah. And 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 they they're with them for a long time. Like I don't know, she doesn't. And they're always depressed. Always like, you know, she's doing it. And I'm like, dude, fucking let her go. All your friends want you to fucking let her go. <laughs> and I love it. Fucking thirty-seven counselors, and and finally the the old Christian lady was like, yeah, uh, Jesus said, leave this bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. It was crazy. She said, she said, if you do not divorce her within five years, she will divorce you. But she said at the time, she goes, you're young, you have money, you're good looking, your kids are just uh, like four and one, they're not going to remember it. She goes, within five years, she's going to divorce you, you're going to be broke, you're going to be older, you're not going to be as good looking, named all this stuff that I wasn't going to be. And I'll be damned if four and a half years later, I didn't catch her cheating on me. And I was uh, divorced, broke, everything she said, everything that counselor told me, she said, she's going to wait till the money runs out. Spend your broke, and then she's going to divorce you. Like, leave you. She said, "You need to get out now." And I was like, "I can't do that to my kids." And she's like, "You'd be doing them a favor." And I'll be damned if she wasn't right. So, my wife except I, for the handsome part. Right, I got I got better looking. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bree and I had couples therapy at, at her church, right? Because it was like required right. pre marriage counseling. By the end of it, her priest wouldn't marry us. Like. <laughs> guy refused to marry us i that's why we had the grandmother like i thought it was like i was using this as an opportunity to test out jokes and like trying out like, like i was doing oh my god stuff. how did you still get married how she didn't just be like fuck this guy he can't even fuck him she has been going to the church for like four years did all this like stuff for the church like all like this like you know goodwill and they're like no we're not doing this we're not going to put our, our our name attached to this and, and wow. then we had to, to go find our own person to marry us. Uh, you. <laughs> it's like, listen, we just want to spend a little time around you, you know, make sure that, you know, this is going to work out great. Yeah, we're not going to marry you. <laughs> can you imagine, can you, can you imagine if your wedding, if they said, if anyone knows why these two shouldn't be married, if that priest jumped up and said, I don't endorse this, <laughs> trying to stop you. <laughs> Do you Adam and do you okay if anyone has any reason knows any reason why these two should not be married, speak now or forever hold your peace. I would like to go on record at this moment so that I may that these two should not be married. I counseled them, I discouraged this. I even said I didn't want to be here today, but here we are. And now Adam. 
placing the ring on her finger. <laughs> they kicked her out of the church. We haven't been back since. That's awesome. They were like, Adam, I hope you're more careful placing that ring on her finger than you were placing your cryptocurrency in that wallet. Oh, uh, they're like, yeah. They're, they're like, uh, all right, fine. You choose Satan. Go right ahead. Go marry Satan, Dick. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I actually booked that uh, that infomercial uh, the, the, for the massage chair. Um, That's awesome. And we shot it yesterday. Uh, I should have known my lines. I thought they were gonna have a teleprompter, and, and then he didn't. And then the director, who was great, but thought it was like it was like Hamlet. He wrote. I had to word perfect. He said, "Can you give me line readings?" The producer was like, "Stop giving him." It was crazy. But the good part, I was I was in a massage chair getting a massage the whole time, and every time I fucked up the line, I, I'd be longer in the chair. So I'm like, "This is <laughs> like the best massage I've ever got." Totally. You're like, I don't want to go home to my wife and kids yet. I'm gonna yeah. fuck this up nine more times. <laughs> I it was the best. I'm getting a massage here. <laughs> so that was that was awesome. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, I booked a uh, I booked a voiceover job nice. for a, a major animation studio. That's all I'm going to say about that. But it's uh, one of the biggies. Good for you, man. You thank you. Hilarious. So uh, and we'll record not- that in January. I'm looking forward good, to it. Good for you. Well, let's talk about some MMA. I'm going to let our first guest here because I t- uh, he's he's canceled on me the last three times. He's actually he didn't even show up to his own Zoom. It was just a chair. Oh, okay. And then when he finally came up. I told him to come at 1.30. He came a half an hour early. So Yay! I could see him waiting the whole time. Uh, but uh, so, uh, you know, like, they say black people time. Black people time is a real thing. He came two weeks late. Uh, <laughs> 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 that sounds right. Uh, Alonzo hey. Manfield, how are you, man? Alonzo Manfield, one of the best fighters on the planet. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. You know, just... Uh, watching film, but yeah, the the day is good. How are you? Good, I'm doing good, man. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, yeah, you got a big fight coming up January, right? Uh, February 27th. February 27th. Who are you fighting? Uh, I think it was Williams Knight. Yeah, William Knight. William Knight, man. There you go. Uh, obviously, if you guys don't know Alonzo's story, we've had him on the podcast before. He's a kid that. Him and his brother went to like 15 different group homes in LA. Uh, he was he was getting into fights. He got JV juvenile detention. Life was really bad for him. And then a nice Christian uh, from Nigeria, white guy. I think a white Christian from Nigeria. No, uh, no. Nah. Okay, black guy. All right, I mean a white. Yeah. Guy. Right, so a, a, a black guy took him in. Uh, I love the way you whitewashed his story. Good work. Yeah, well, it's being, it's being played by a white guy in like the movie. So he like took it. <laughs> Tom Hanks plays it in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Alonzo became an amazing football star, played college football, almost made the pro, made the arena league, and then didn't uh, left football, won his first 10 fights in a row, knocked everybody out. I mean, he was knocking people out within seconds. Last two fights didn't go his way. The Devin Clark is very close. The other one, OSP, you were winning that fight too. You just, you just got caught, and uh, now, now here we are. Uh, so, what do we learn about the last fight? What what what, what are we going from? How are we, how are you? I know I know the last fight. Your wife got mad at you is because you weren't training <laughs> hard. She said, "Get your ass back at the gym." She said you were yeah. Uh, what's going on? Talk to me. Well, I mean, I, I basically focus on those two areas, which is strength condition, conditioning and uh, the skill sets. 
um, I didn't do a lot of skill training leading up to that fight because uh, I was so uh, obsessed with the Devin Clark loss. Um, given that, uh, yeah, I got caught. <laughs> so I've been uh, I've been working on not getting caught. Um, so <laughs> a lot of a lot of skills, a lot of sparring, and uh, yeah, it's it's going good so far. You think it was one of those things that it seemed like you were trying to not gas yourself out. Uh, so you weren't throwing as many punches. Sometimes I feel like when you try not to do something, it isn't the same as trying to do something. Yeah, right. I, I think me thinking not to gas out was, a, I guess, a major error in that fight for me. Because um, when I went in and grabbed him, I felt like, you know, I, I can take it to that world, the grappling world. But I didn't engage in that. And, uh, yeah, you know, that, that whole fight, I just felt strange in there, <laughs> like I was an amateur. <laughs> uh, I had my coach screaming at me or whatnot, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, a lot of a lot of things are going on for that fight, but uh, you know, good fight OSP did or had. And uh, one of those things though, like you, like you were knocking everybody out so quickly. I mean, in the LFA, it was like you were just jabbing them, and they were flying out of the cage. Uh, <laughs> but, but you were not very experienced. You only fought for like two years. Um, yeah. You got thrown in too quickly to like the the sharks, or because I know you, you you like deserve to be there. You think maybe you could have had some easier fights in the, in the UFC? Uh, I don't know, man. They, they, they as far as easier, not easy. I I, I don't know because you you know, given what happened, you can get caught by anyone. Um, but uh, that that fight, I don't think it was he was like too too much of a shark. It definitely was an honor fighting OSP because he's been in the game for so long. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I guess, you know, given that, I mean, I, I don't know, man. It is what it is. Uh, you know, it got caught. Who cares? And, uh, pass is the past. Fuck it. It happens, all right? We're yeah, on- right. I, I'm moving on. I, I moved on. Yeah, of course. You better move on. You got to look sure. at you. You're, you're killing the game, bro. You're in the fucking, you're in the big show. You're in the big yeah. show. The hot wife. You got six kids. Um, <laughs> six kids. No, four now or four on the way. Wait, wait, you have four, you have four kids? Yeah, I have three and one on the way, so it'll make four. Oh, nice. definitely Oh, okay. You said four on the way. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> You're having quadruplets? <laughs> no, I was like, man, no. man. I was like, man, you ain't gonna have time for fighting. Right. <laughs> more more like four baby mamas ready to pop. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa <Well>, now. <laughs> He's having quadruplets with four different women. Exactly. <laughs> I'm having quadruplets, guys. I fucked all these bitches. <laughs> well, let's that would talk be about awful. MMA. So uh, Jake Paul uh, said he offered $50 million to fight. Uh, he offered Conor McGregor $50 million. And he made a video calling McGregor's wife a four uh, and, and calling Dana White a pussy. Now, if I'm McGregor, I take this fight all day. I mean, this is beyond easy work. Fifty million, uh, and give 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 ten million to Dana, if, for like letting him do it. Um, <laughs> what what are, what are our thoughts about this fight? Take it, Sean, Greg. Um, oh, I thought I specifically. Go ahead. I was gonna say I don't I don't know that that big cardboard check by him that said fifty million dollars <laughs> is actually a real check. So I would be surprised if he has $50 million to offer. It's probably more just getting his name out there. But I don't think anybody as smart as the Paul brothers obviously are actually are delusional enough to think um, 
that they could beat someone like Conor McGregor. Um, I mean, that would be like a guy like being a really bad UFC fighter and then thinking he could turn it into a stand-up comedy career like Brendan Schaub. So, <laughs> oh, we got that. one. There's one. Got one in. Yeah. So, oh, thoughts on this fight? Oh, man, I, I think it's funny. It's comical um, on so many levels. But, yeah, like like you were saying, I don't know if he has $50 million, um, But uh, it would be smart if it kind of was to take that and get paid, actually, that and beat him up. I right. think it would be, be something everyone can enjoy. Uh, Greg? I, listen, it's, it's stupid. It, I mean, don't we already <laughs> have Logan Paul fighting Mayweather? Yes. I mean, I feel like we're all just getting caught up in the Paul brothers fucking dick measuring contest. <laughs> like, oh, you're going to fight Mayweather? Uh, uh, I'm going to fight. Uh, I'll fight Conor McGregor. Yeah, that's right. I'll just insult him and then he has to fucking do it. Like, come on. Like, can we just, like, I don't even want to. I was kind of liking the kid. After he knocked out Nate Robinson, he came across kind of humble and, and, and polite. I'm like, you know, this guy's all right. And then he makes that video in front of a Lamborghini in front of a mansion. And I'm like, oh, he's a dickhead. Like, fuck this guy. Uh, you know, it's like. Uh... I, I liked his footage from the looting and riots he put out there. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> so. um, all right. So Nate Diaz responded uh, saying. He's like, I'll take you $50 million. <laughs> yeah, Nate Diaz was like, hell yeah. Uh, you little bitch. You're going to get hurt. I'll fight you any day of the week. Uh, now, who do you think does better against Paul? You think, you think like Connor knocks out Paul in one round? It takes Nate three rounds to knock him out. Or you think they both just destroy him in boxing? I think they toy with him for as long as they want to enjoy slapping him. And then when they decide they're tired, they knock him out. It's not a contest. Yeah. Uh, Alonzo, what was it like for you? Like the first time you walked into an MMA gym, how did you do? Uh, I did good. You know, uh, when I walked into a real MMA gym, he threw me in there to spar like seven people. And uh, I was able to knock out two of them. And then get beat up by the rest. <laughs> Wait, you actually knocked out two people in sparring? Yeah. Uh, aren't you not that? Aren't that they say don't knock people out in sparring? Uh, yeah, they, they say that. But, I mean, you, you wear a headgear or whatnot. And some, some people fall. Um, but, yeah, they throw you in there, though. And people are doing grappling and kicking you and elbowing you. It's crazy, man. That's Now, as far as calling Connor's wife a four... You think he went over the line? I mean, indeed, he did, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I was sending out a hitman on him. <laughs> well, I see your wife. No one's calling her a four. Uh, but, but I'm saying, like, it's just a matter of like, you yeah. No one's calling her a four. She's one of four. <laughs> <laughs> if I, if, whatever, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Quadruplets. Okay, go ahead. Quadruplets. Yeah, <laughs> No, only one. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking around. We all know we were jokes. Just you know. I feel like lives. I feel like wives and kids are like out of the shit talk. Like once you cross that line, that was the thing with Connor when he called Khabib's wife a towel. Remember, uh, the woman yeah. had a towel on her head, and uh, or not a towel. It looked like a towel. It was a cloth over her head, and um, and then and then McGregor tweeted out, "Your wife's a towel," and I think that was like the. Thing that really pissed me off like you just certain things you just don't you just don't fuck with you know just but at the same time if if connor said that then didn't connor kind of leave the door open then for this kind of mm, yeah i guess I, I think i think that was i think connor deleted the tweet and i think that was the one thing he kind of knew he like, crossed the line 
you know, especially with like Muslims, like you don't fuck with like Muslim fighters. Like that's essentially like, uh, like shit talk. It's it's not shit talk. It's just talk. And then you're going to, right. It's just being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Now let's talk about some of the fights over the weekend. Um, Oh man. Moreno versus Figuera. That was a fucking classic. And can I just say, remember on the show, I was, I was, I was denigrating this card as a pay-per-view and saying I wasn't going to buy it. Then of course I bought it because I was fucking bored. And it, it was one of the best cards, uh, you know, pay-per-view cards I've seen in a while, man. I was actually, I have to eat a little crow on that one. It was the, especially the headlining fight. It was a fucking great fight. It was a great fight. And like, I mean, Moreno could take a shot. I mean, because those those punches would have taken anyone out. And he, I yeah. just about like Mexican fighters. It's just like they just no quit in the that guy, no quit. Uh, I think that's what tripped Davison out. I think couldn't. I think Davison had could not believe he was still there. Uh, has that ever happened to you, Sean? You ever punch somebody like straight in the face and can't believe they're still standing? Uh, no, I usually was getting punched in the face and couldn't believe I was still standing, but, um, was, <laughs> was so bad. But, uh, I've always thought it was, uh, I've always thought it was weird, man. Like, like being a 125 pound champ, like I often wonder, like if they brag about like, dude, I can beat anyone in the world up who's smaller than your girlfriend. Like, it's a weird, I think it's a weird thing to be the toughest man under 125 pounds in the world. Like, that's a strange, uh, strange thing to me. I didn't get to see the fight because my satellite internet at my new house, um, also doesn't allow me to get ESPN plus or order pay-per-view on ditch. So I don't know what's going on. So I didn't get to see it, but I heard it was amazing. So, uh, Alonzo, your thoughts on the fight, uh, man, that fight, the main card fight, that, that thing was something special. Um, yeah, me, I wasn't going to buy the card either, but, uh, yeah, I was at my uh, son's birthday party at the end and it got very boring and I bought it. <laughs> 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 he was like, I can't believe I got to do this four more times in a month. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah, getting through that, I bought the card. And uh, I caught that, and I was excited. That was super, super fun. Yeah, man. I was the same way. I was like, I'll just watch the prelims. And then yeah. I was like, I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm buying the card. Fuck it. I'm watching this shit. I mean, with lockdown and COVID, it's not, there's no, what else are you going to do? I mean, yeah, I got no show to go to. I'm fucking sitting here. So fuck it. I bought it. Yeah. Who did you guys have winning the fight? Who do you guys well, have winning Davison the fight? Was, I thought Davidson was going to win, but I thought it would, it would be earlier. And by knockout. Yeah. No, who do think, no, but as far as the uh, decision. Yeah, because it was a draw. Normally, I don't like draws, but in this particular case, especially with the uh, fight deduction, the point deduction, I could see it being a draw. It was like I thought Davidson won three rounds. Moreno won two, but because he got the, the got the other one, the, the low blow, you give him the extra point. I, 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 I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the draw. Uh, oh, I thought the same thing. Once they took the point away, I, I, even when they were going to the cards, I'm like, I could see this becoming a draw because of that. I mean, I really did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what about you, Wean Dog? What did you think? I mean, at the time, I had Moreno winning the fight. You know, it, this is a controversial decision because a lot of people have Moreno winning it, but it seems like more people have Figueredo winning. Um, I picked Moreno. I had a little bit of bias because I had some money on him. But, I, I you know, I saw that he would be a tough comp- co- competitor for Figueredo, and I'm very much looking forward to the, the rematch. Oh, I don't yeah. know if it's going to be the same kind of fight. I don't know if it's going to be one of the fight of the years. Um, but I think Figueredo is still probably going to be the favorite in that fight. But I'm really excited for it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, too. Now, the fight that I was shocked was Tony Ferguson. Uh, oh, yeah, that so was – I couldn't believe that. 
Everyone was sad. College wrestler. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you. I think he was like an All American, maybe D two or D three, but he was a good college wrestler. And for him to get taken down over and over and over, over and over for a, a long time by a jujitsu guy. I mean, by Oliveira, who's known for jujitsu. I don't know if Tony came in hurt or that first armbar was his arm was so fucked that he couldn't defend the takedowns. But I was shocked. I was shocked that he didn't tap also because yeah, was, yeah, was I mean I was tapping. Like, like my dick was crooked afterwards. That's how fucking. Oh my god! <laughs> Why were you jerking off during the fucking? <laughs> I can't look. I can't. <laughs> Random things were crooked afterwards. Uh, now, Alonzo, what's? Do you think Tony is? People are saying he's a shell of his former self, and I, I don't want to believe that. He says he's not done. What would you tell Tony? How would you direct Tony as far as his career and? What do you think of Ferguson right now? Well, I think Tony, man, he needs to get around people and train because I, I hear he's training kind of like exclusively by himself or with a few people. So maybe he needs to mix it up with training partners. Uh, partners, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe that'll help him. Yeah. Because uh, he, he looks like um, COVID-19 is affecting him because he, he looks different. Yeah. So. Uh, Sean, your thoughts about Ferguson? Yeah, man, I actually did was able to watch that one back uh, on some website, but it's uh, it was shocking, man. Either Oliveira is that good, or Tony yeah. is looking, you know, like uh, that bad. I, I was shocked that he kept getting taken down and controlled the way he was, and he looked tired, which he normally never looks tired ever. You know, I've never seen Tony look tired. Yeah. So it's uh, man, they say you know you get old overnight uh, in fighting, and sometimes it just happens. But uh, could have been that Gaethje fight took a lot out of him, or yeah, it real bad. You know, it just. Who knows, man? That Gaethje fight was, I mean, that was the equivalent of getting ran over by a car. You know, I mean, that was bad news, man. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, he definitely didn't look like his former self. And I think Albier is really, really, really good, man. I think he's really coming into his own. I actually missed a seven-fight parlay that would have paid me like 50 to one on that fight. And I had one of one of my buddies told me Oliveira was going to beat uh, Tony Ferguson. He said, dude, I'm telling you, Oliveira is killing. He's going to beat him. And he bet the same parlay as me, except about Oliveira, and he hit a 50 to one. Um uh, on it so um yeah he, so he, uh, made he told $50. me not to, but, yeah he only bet he only bet five bucks because man i made 250 i was like yeah i had 500 on that parlay so i lost <laughs> oh my god and that's how the house always wins uh, yeah <laughs> that's yeah i mean look I'm, I'm always gonna be a tony ferguson fan as far as taking the the poor the the, the fight out of it it was not even that but look at the the pettis fight and you know the, uh, he's had so many wars it was just war after war after war and you're right. I hate seeing fighters get old overnight. And I would definitely like give him another high level fight. But if he doesn't win that, I would start saying, hey, man, like you had an amazing run, amazing career. But it's just not what it was. Who do you think he should fight next? Because a lot of people are saying Paul Felder is the fight. And I think that's a decent fight. Both guys are, you know, older and they're sort of in the same position where they're they've lost a couple. So what do you guys think? Do you like the Paul I Felder think that's why they what? wouldn't make that fight. No, no, no. At this point now, he's going to he like he did for Oliveira. Like now he becomes the guy they're testing guys coming up on. And I think this fight absolutely was about Oliveira being that much better than Ferguson right now. Because I also agree that that Gaethje shit was still he was still wearing that. He definitely looked like he was still not there back 100 percent. I think you give him maybe like a Benil Darius, right? They're the same weight class. Somebody like that. Uh, Fifty five. I mean, I, something where it's like, yeah, maybe it, I mean they're coming off a couple wins, but like if, if you can't, I don't know. It's a tough call. It's a really tough call. You got a guy. I mean, I mean, we see it all the time. But when the guys fall that far, 
but the way they're looking, you're like, uh, I don't know. I think if he really wants to challenge himself, really test himself, make some money doing it, he should fight Jake Paul. I knew it. There it is. Fight. <laughs> That's a fight to have him. So. All right, well, uh, Yo Romero. I'm not Yo Romero. We'll talk about that in a second. Kevin Holland. Uh, that I've never seen guy get knocked out from the bottom. That damn. Never, that was amazing. I, I mean, how much power do you have to have to knock someone out from your feet? A guy like Jacare. It was insane. Uh, I was so impressed. Um, I also think maybe Jacare's chin is not what it was. Uh, but at the same time, he he he's calling out uh, Chimaev. Man, I want to see Oh, good. That would be so good. I, <laughs> I don't know how good Chimaev is because we've never seen him struggle. He just ran through everybody. So how is he going to do against a guy like Kevin Holland? Uh, do, do you train with Holland? Me? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I he's over there in Fort Worth. I went to a gym a few times with Luther or Luther. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he's good, man. But I, I don't train one. I train the Fortis MMA. Okay. <laughs> but Kevin Holland, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he got a big mouth, but uh, he's he's good. I mean, how do you think he does against uh, against uh, Chimaev? <laughs> I think he wins. I think he beats the crap out of him. Actually, I agree. Wow. Why is that? I mean, because based on what I've heard about the gyms and them um, uh, Chimaev training. Uh, I think when he's he's compromised, he he goes like um like a fish out of the uh, the water. Wow! And um, you do that to Kevin. Kevin doesn't care. He, he'll figure a way out. So with that said, I think Kevin would win. Wow! All right. Okay. Now, are you are you training with like the Black Beast, right? Yeah, he came to the gym, but I don't train with him. Who are some of the guys that you're training with? Oh, I, I train with Kennedy Ryan, uh, some some pure wrestlers. You know Uriah Hall. Nice. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, he, he kicks too much. <laughs> <laughs> now, is he nice in the gym or is he like, because he's always so nice. Is he always oh. nice or does, is he just like, what's up with that guy? He's always no, nice. he is definitely not nice in the gym. Uh, mm. When he when he's in there and he's in fight mode, he, he's ready to fight. So you got to bring your A game or he, he'll drop you, especially with that liver, liver shot. Wow. Oof. That you, sounds like no fun. Drop you? <laughs> it's all fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anything to end with, especially with that liver shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's gotten so good when he doesn't even telegraph. Oh. So you see him beating Weidman in the rematch? Yeah, I, I see him doing that. Weidman lost about five steps. <laughs> 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 oh no! Shots no. fired! Shots fired! Right, shots fired! I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Uh, all right. So now, uh, what were your thoughts about the uh, the fight, uh, McCorkle? With Kevin? Yeah. With Kevin? Yeah. Oh man, I, I thought that was pretty crazy, man. The way he whipped and hit him off the ground. Um, but the way Jacare responded, I was like, man, is he really out? And then all of a sudden he starts pounding. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that, that shit was exciting and uh, scary at the same time for Jacare. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a good fight, good finish by Kevin. Now, what are your thoughts on Nate Robinson's boxing skills? Uh, I think it's – I don't know. I don't think anything of it, actually. 
Now, how does, he doesn't even think about it. Don't you think he's <laughs> that shit was horrible. Like, <laughs> his trainers have told him, hey, man, you're not ready for this. Well, they should have told him, man. You see that his, uh, his only offense was the bull rush with a lead hand and his chin up. I mean, it, it was awful, man. I, I felt like they should have stopped him when he got hit or dropped that first time. But now, uh, you said he was doing it for the culture. Now, you being part of the culture, uh, did you feel like you lost because when Nate lost? Hell no. <laughs> part of what culture? <laughs> I, I, I'm of all cultures. People, I'm mixed with everything, man. I'm just dark <laughs> on the darkest side. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I'm just on the lighter side. <laughs> <laughs> right? It is what it is. So. Got it, got it, got it. I'll tell you who I can't believe won, man, and I hope his parents raise his allowance, was Chase Hooper. Unbelievable. That, kid, uh, I, that kid's hilarious. Nice kid, like, but man, like, he was down two rounds, he kept going for submissions, and he got it. And then he got it, yep. I mean, props for him. And he beat a guy named whose nickname was Slippery Pete. Uh, <laughs> not that slippery, like, if he could, I mean, but... I don't know. I just feel like Chase Hooper is going to have a tough time against people that are not are going to know what he's going to do. And he takes damage too. He takes shots. You know, yeah. as long as it's on the feet, he's going to be taking a lot of damage. And it's it's kind of scary because he's so young. Actually, after that fight, after this whole card, I had a dream that I was watching a Chase Hooper fight, and he got punched so hard that his neck like broke at like a forty five <laughs> degree angle. It felt so real, and I woke up horrified. So I hope that's not in his future at all. You know, I've been known to have predictionist dreams but who knows dude let's uh, let's hope that one's not true i know um, that was weird right? How is that a known thing like nobody knows that i mean i've been known by who by you by me i'm like a fortune teller but you know i hope that one doesn't is come that, is that, oh man i was about to say i'm not gonna say it um i'll tell you who needs to take a step back is dos santos and i i like dos santos and he's obviously a former champion but come on he's been knocked out too many times um and I don't want to see him being the guy that we're going to make every heavyweight look good against by knocking him out. But it's just us. I don't know. It's scary, you know, but the problem is that he wins one, he loses one, he wins one. And so like he'll win his next fight. So everyone will be, Oh, and then he'll get knocked out after that. That's like, you're almost better off like getting knocked out three fights in a row. So everybody's like, all right, you're done. Versus you just get knocked out seven times out of 14 fights. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on Dos Santos McCorkle. I would have liked to, uh, honestly, I would have liked, and it's his life, but I would have liked to have seen him stop after the second time Cain Velasquez almost murdered him, man. Like that, uh, I have never seen anyone take a beating. Other than Tony Ferguson by, um, what's his name, Gaethje, was close. But I've never seen anyone take the beating that Dos Santos took in those two fights against Cain Velasquez. Like, I was feeling guilty letting my son watch it. My son was, I think, nine at the time or ten, but I actually turned it off at one point. I said, I don't want you to watch this anymore. It was just too violent, man, just too vicious and he just kept hanging in there just going man but it was uh yeah kane almost killed him that third fight that was that was bad man alonzo yeah I, you know those songs with me i met him he's a sweetheart uh i think yeah given his uh rep he probably should go into a different direction but you know that fighter spirit man it's hard to get that out of you so if he wants to go out on the shield so be it greg this uh, Cyril Gaon, I mean, he looked really great. I mean, he looks like he's going to be a good heavyweight. He's, I look forward to it. I mean, the question I have is, and maybe I'm alone in this, but he looked a little one-dimensional. 
I mean, he looks like he's living on power and he's got a great game, but uh, I, I, I'll be interested to see where he goes. Cause I mean, he definitely dominated Dos Santos and you definitely want to see Dos Santos, you know, but at the same time, it didn't, I, I just wonder how much more gone has to gain. There you go. And he's actually <laughs> said that you can pronounce his last name either one of those ways. Gone, gain. I like to say gain because it sounds fucking badass. So, thanks. Wink. But he's, I mean, but I mean, that's it. Did anyone else think he looked one dimensional or am I alone in this one? I think he only had to do look one dimensional. Like, he, like it, was, it was right in front of him. I mean, the guy. Yeah, that's true. And that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I want to see more. Is there more or is he going to rise to a certain and then have to, you know, double back and learn some other things? It'll be interesting to see how much more is in the tank with him. Alonzo, so uh, what do you got planned? So you're fighting this guy in February. We're ready. Now, you're a guy, man. I'm telling you, you're right there in the 205 position to be, like, the next big thing. Are you prepared for, like, do you, how do you deal with, like, Instagram haters or Twitter trolls or people selling you this or that? Or do you, do you read the negative stuff? Do you, like, how, how does it get to you? No, man, honestly, I don't, I don't even read it. Uh, I have my wife and people handle it. Uh, I don't do it because uh, if even if you, I guess you don't know it, and you go into it and you read just one, one bad out of you know forty good, the bad will stay with you. So I don't I don't want to have that with me. So I, I don't read it. I don't read any of it. Uh, Smart. I love that. No, he's just, so I, yeah, I try to yeah. keep it always positive. Chi over here. I don't no, read I any of it. I have a comment. My, my special drops on Friday on Fight Pass, right? And they aired the commercial for it last week. And this comedian hits me up. He goes, hey, man, there's a, a Reddit forum about how bad you are and how much you suck. You should go in there and roast those guys. So I go, listen, man, I don't need that negativity. Uh, but so please stop emailing me this. You know, like, I don't need to know. He's like, hey, there's a group of people that hate you. Fucking go join them. You know, like, why would I, you know, but in the past, there's been times in the past where I, I would have been on in that and be like, oh, yeah, well, fuck you. You don't know where I've been, you know, and I'm like. I'm not going to de- try to deal with any of it. I'm just going to like, if you people say bad shit, I'll just block them and move forward because, because yeah. uh, you get sucked into it. And then totally. I always say no response is your best response. Fuck these guys. Cause they want to get your goat. They want to know that their shitty little comments bothered you. So by replying to them, they get that they want, they win by your response. So give them nothing. And then they don't know if you ever even saw it. And not to mention, I'm, I know I'm the kind of person that I'll be on stage telling a joke and a joke bombs. And I'll get, I hear that. I'll hear that comment in my head. See, his jokes aren't funny. So I'll go right to that fucking <laughs> comment. Like, or like, maybe, like maybe the guy was right. I fucking wish I could be out here and be like, Oh, I have thick skin. And I don't care. Uh, that's not the case. Uh, I know, I know me as a person. And, and like you said, Alonzo, uh, I could do a show and I'll make a hundred people laugh. And one person walks out and it's the one person that I'm fucking pissed about the one person right. that didn't laugh. That's the one, you know, I'm the guy like, like a, I was, this was, I was talking about in therapy today. It was, you know, like I, I made it in wrestling. I won the, this, I won the States, won the England's. I didn't win nationals. So I was a failure. I failed at that. You know, I got on last comic standing. I, I made the finals. I fucking lost. So fail. I just think of everything as like a failure in, in my head. And I'm working on not being that guy uh, and, and not doing that to myself. So it's good to see someone like you who doesn't let that shit get in your head, you know? Right, right. Don't let well, it. Corkle has the exact opposite view of himself. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'll tell you what I do is I find the people, I'll track down whoever's saying something and find pictures of their kids or wife and post them. 
and then talk about how uh, retarded looking their kid is or how handsome their wife is and destroy their entire life for everyone, like my 5,000 friends on Facebook. And I find they don't usually comment anymore. So um, he's done that. He's actually done that. (laughs) Yeah, repeatedly. I found out a guy's mom died like two weeks before. And I said, hey, your mom was at my last fight. And I put a picture of a skeleton in a chair at a fight like I found one (laughs) online. And I said, your mom was at my last fight. Tell her thanks. And then I always claim I'm having an affair with their dad. So not only am I sleeping with their parent, but their dad's gay too. Like, and I'll really play it off like I'm really banging their dad. And uh, they never have a response for that either. Well, so. You don't find that that like, behavior puts you in like a negative, like downward, like dark place? <laughs> no, because it just makes me like, I. no one's a bigger fan of me than me. So like, I think like, <laughs> what did I just say? Day, I the exact opposite. <laughs> I look back on my Facebook memories every day and can't believe the stuff I used to write. Like, man, that was hilarious. And I show other people and they still don't think it was funny. Like they didn't think it was funny five years ago. They don't think it was funny now, but. Um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I just, cra- I don't know. I cracked myself up, I guess. So most of the time, like no one can say anything to me about me that I don't already think deep down, you know, except that I'm less funny than Brendan Schaub. That one hurts. But, um, I, that's what people <laughs> go to. Now. Like I actually had a guy the other day call me a snowflake or something. I don't know why he said something and he goes, guess what? Brendan Schaub's funny to you. And he immediately blocked me. And I was like, Oh, like that one really got me because he, uh, he got in that little Brendan Schaub is funnier than you. Knew. I know that he doesn't believe that. But the fact that he was able to try to hit me where he thought it would hurt cracked me up. So then I got on my other Facebook account and uh, harassed his wife. So it works out. You really did harass his wife? Yeah, I, I just hit his wife up and asked her like what it was married, to, what it was like to be married to Fat Thor because he looked like Fat Thor. And then it was just like uh, <laughs> it, it, went, it went downhill from there. It was really bad. So um, you, have, you have two teenagers, right? Do, do they do they see that your dad, their dad, all day is on Facebook? <laughs> Well, actually, they're uh, 22 and 19 now. It stunk a little bit back when I was in the UFC when if you type my name in, the first two things that came up is Sean McCorkle would do gay porn for the right price and is Sean McCorkle a Nazi? Like, those were the two top headlines that came up. Um, so that was a little little bit of a legacy I was leaving for them. But um, I never said I would do – actually, I jokingly said I would do gay porn for the right price, just joking, and that, that's what they titled the whole interview as on YouTube. So it's a pretty interesting one. So. <laughs> All right. Well, Alonzo, on that, thank you for joining the podcast. <laughs> Alonzo, well, how much would it cost for you to do gay porn? <laughs> right, no We're, all gonna name our price. We're all going to name our price. Right, right. Like, no, no, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays, man, to you and your family. And thank you for thank being you. Like, somebody that I really respect and look up to. And, uh, and you're a really good guy, man. So thank you. Thank you, man. Have fun with all of y'all. And happy holidays to all of y'all. You too, brother. Take care, buddy. Hold that thought for a second, because I got some really, really good news, people. All right. The holidays this year are sure to pack a punch. And so this weekend's UFC 256. As some of the sport's most respected fighters step into the limelight this weekend, check out DraftKings, an official partner of the UFC. How cool is that? Now, for this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. I can use a million bucks. I'm sure you can, okay? So, DraftKings, if you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA, it's so easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay underneath the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars. Millions of dollars all week long. Now listen, if MMA is not for you, 
okay? And sometimes it isn't, all right? You're listening to this because you're with somebody else or you just, I don't know, you like MMA podcast, you like MMA, whatever your thing is, don't worry, okay? DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy contests for all of the sports that return to action. And there's lots of sports right now. How cool is that? Plus, don't forget about football season where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs every week of the season. Here's your call to action. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code ROASTED to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code ROASTED, okay, to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Check it out, people. Check it out. Nice guy. Great guy. Uh, and you guys just feel the testosterone come off that dude. That is like one of the manliest dudes I've met since time. <laughs> he just feels like extremely manly. Like, so you would do gay porn? Well, <laughs> here I go talking about gay porn. No, <laughs> if I he was so manly, I just want to feel his grip on my body. <laughs> I just want to, you know what I mean? Like when a guy gets like, like maybe just wear him like a coat. Like he just gets behind me. And I just wear him like a fucking coat. Like, and we somehow become one. I, I don't know how you do that, but that's what I know. I noticed that voice is about to tell me that I got to have an orgy. Like gunpoint. Exactly. <laughs> you get in there and you fuck that girl. You get in on this. God damn it. Without you, without you, it's just a threesome. We're trying to have a goddamn gangbang. Greg, you're the one of the funniest people alive. Uh, <laughs> uh, now... Romero left UFC. Uh, they offered him money for bare knuckle boxing. He, I guess, he said no. Then he, he offered to fight Jake Paul. Jake Paul said no. Uh, Who did? Who did? According to his manager, Romero offered. To oh, Yoel Romero, right? Versus Jake Paul. But now, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Now he's signed with Bellator. Uh, so he's in Bellator. That was going to be my next question. I'm like, how is he not in Bellator? Although I thought I heard that Bellator actually initially passed on him. Is that accurate? I yep. don't know. He's in Bellator now. And uh, they're saying him versus Anthony Johnson is the fight they're going to make. That's a fight, I man. I heard that That's... Bellator wasn't interested until they found out he was 44. They thought he was 42. They were like, no, forget it. They thought, oh, he's 44. Okay. <laughs> right. They're, they're like, we're not taking any of these junior fighters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So him versus Rumble, like if they're smart, they're not gonna put him against Rumble Johnson because that's gonna be the best fight ever. But then it's like, where do you go from there? Because that's a fight, like, but man, that would be a great fight. Rumble Johnson versus Romero. Just, yeah. Oh my god. The UFC, I mean not, not Bellator needs to give those two guys like a couple can fights, you know, which Bellator is good at doing for fighters that you know, have a lot of like heat behind them. I think they got to at least give them a couple gas station attendants before they fight so each other. Like I hate that. Like when they signed Josh Koscheck and Josh Thompson and gave them these contracts and Roy Nelson, they put them in Bellator and they all lost. So there's a, there's a danger in doing that. Well, put me in there with Yoel Romero. I'll make a, I'll make him look very good. <laughs> Oh, uh, there's a pay 50 million to see that. <laughs> that's that. That's the problem with MMA is that you like these can fights aren't really can fights. There's a lot of ways to lose, you know. Um, I remember Aaron Pico lost his first fight against Jake Lynch because yeah. they thought they were giving him, like, oh, well, here's a guy who can look good again. He knocked him out in the first round. So, 
Romero would beat Wing Dog, and Wing Dog would be like, I predicted this would happen. I had a dream yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody believed uh, So this week, this Saturday night, uh, Stephen Thompson versus Jeff Neal. Yeah. Good fight. Uh, we could ask Neal about him about Neal. I think Neal's trains over at Fortis. Um, we'll see what Thompson's got left. Uh, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. Only been in a couple wars. The war with Matt Brown. I guess the war with Woodley, the first one was a war. The other ones really weren't really wars. He, he the kind of one-sided or no-action kind of fights that Thompson sort of either wins. Or, but um, I don't know. I think Jeff Neal's going to take this. For some reason, I think that he's he's like the best-kept secret in the UFC right now. I the agree. Guy, guy runs through people. I mean, he, I was there when he head-kicked Mike Perry. Mike <laughs> Perry had the fucking hardest head ever. And yeah. Knock out Mike Perry with a head kick. Yikes. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, also, Marlon Vera coming off his win against Sean O'Malley. There's an asterisk there, but it technically was a win. <laughs> Fighting Aldo. Um, we'll see what Aldo has left, too. Uh, I don't know. This is a tough fight for both of them. Marlon Vera is really good, but fucking Aldo's one of the best of all time. And he's one of these guys that's been around. You're not going to. I was going to say, you thought Stephen Thompson was old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. But at the same time, he's been knocked out recently. Uh, he's been stopped. So I think Vera wins this fight. I know that Vera's younger. He's hungrier. He's fresher. He, uh, I don't think he's, he's not going to overlook Jose Aldo. Uh, who do we like? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Aldo, man, just uh, going with my heart instead of my brain, I guess. But uh, I, I just wish we knew how old Aldo actually was. Because I know he looked 45 when he was 28, so I don't know what he is now. Supposedly 30. <laughs> he's supposedly 34 now, but he's got to be 50. I don't know, man. They're like Cuban, kind of like uh, Cuban baseball players. Yeah. Like the Olsen twins. Like how old? Are they? <laughs> like the Olsen twins like they look like they're either 70 or 30. <laughs> you know, like uh, Asian people are like that too. Not all Asians, but Asian people like they don't age, and, and then they hit a number, and then they age a lot. Yeah. So, they're either like 30 or really bad drivers. Yes, uh, you know, no, no. Uh, so, right. I was gonna say, don't let him have that one there, Adam. Uh, McCorkle, McCorkle's, you know, six foot 14 and 385 pounds. I, you know, let him have that one. All right, uh, Greg Wilson, do we like Aldo versus Vera? I like Aldo because it seems to me the only advantage Vera has is youth. Uh, that to me is the only advantage he has. So if Aldo can hold it together and fight his fight, he should absolutely win this fight. Uh, the fight that I can't wait. Oh, here we go. Michael Pahea. <laughs> Dude, uh, he was they, last time he said he trained with cows for his last fight. Oh my God. Um, so I Listen, wrote, they weren't all cows. Some of them were pretty girls. Some were cows, you know, they, <laughs> I think it's wrong to call them all cows. I actually put on Twitter. I can't wait to see his moves. Oh, <laughs> oh, kill yourself, <laughs> Adam. You should have. You should have done that one for your daughter. You should have just done that for your daughter, and then nobody else. <laughs> that's, that's one of those ones you leave in the can. That's right. And your therapist. My daughter, your therapist. Yeah. Chaos <laughs> uh, Williams has been just knocking people out. But Michael Pajara can take a shot, number one. Number two, he's hard to hit. He's jumping. I was going to say, you can see him frustrating a guy like Chaos. 
man, I don't know. I mean, he literally grew up at the circus and learned to learn how to fight in the circus. This guy's like, a, <laughs> he really is like one of those Marvel villains or something. I don't know who wins this fight. I, I really have no idea because I, there was a certain point where Michael Pajara was like losing a lot of fights or even gassing out because he was doing these ridiculous things. And then yeah. uh, I feel like he's taking it more serious now. Uh, Chaos Williams is looking great, but he's been knocking everybody out. But that sometimes doesn't show how good the person really is. Uh, but I'm still picking Chaos Williams in this fight. Sean McCorkle. Yeah, same, man. I think uh, I've bet several times on uh, Pajara before, and he's found a way to lose almost every time. Like, he'll <laughs> be dominate the fight, then try to pull a backflip and then sprain his ankle and lose or something. It's just like my girlfriend was irate watching him fight. She's like, somebody needs to kick that dude's ass like the last time we watched him fight because she knew I had a bunch of money on him thinking he would win and he could easily win. He looks like he's 80 pounds over the weight class. Like he looks giant in there and yeah. then he's too busy doing backflips to win. And then just, I mean, I think he got robbed on his last decision that he lost, but he, uh, he could have finished the fight anytime he wanted, I think. So that's how fucked up Diego Sanchez's new coach is that he fought Diego and everyone was like, the coach was the problem. Nobody was right. like acknowledged the fact he was fighting a guy doing backflips the whole time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing when he he's probably the most interesting, exciting fighter to watch when he like brings in sambo shit and all. I like, I like, but who does this? I love watching him fight, but but he does get caught up in doing cuckoo stuff instead of just fighting the fight, and that's what opens the door exactly for a guy like Chaos Williams. I I think Chaos definitely. I think he I think he catches him. You're thinking of Capoeira, by the way, not sambo or whatever Capoeira. Yes, same Capoeira. thing. <laughs> Thank you, Joseph. Also, if you guys are sold on Chaos Williams, right now he's a plus 100 underdog. So, wow. Sean, I know you're a betting man, and I am too. I, but yeah. I honestly have no idea who wins that fight, and I'm really excited for it. I, yeah, uh, and then also... Um, How long do you think the fight goes? Do you think it finishes? Because if Chaos wins, it's, it's by KO or TKO. I don't know. I remember the first time Daniel Cormier was commenting on this guy's fight. And he started, the guy started doing backflips. And it was like watching a little kid see magic for the first time. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's what I'm talking about, man. It's so fascinating to watch. Because it's like watching, it is like watching a Kung Fu movie. You know, there's all this other shit going on that you never normally see in, in MMA. I remember, man, when, uh, when I was a kid, I remember the first time I saw magic, I was like, man, it's amazing. I can't believe that guy has AIDS. <laughs> I should laugh at that. That's pretty good. But 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 Cormier. But yeah, Cormier though was like, "What in the hell?" He goes, "No." He's like, all of a sudden, your heard was like, "No, he did it." Like like what? Like like you just like no one prepped him on this. What this is what this guy's gonna do? He's like, like like you weren't even like sentences were not even being finished. It was like the best. That's one of my favorite commentaries when people are just like talking when they, they stop, they forget where they are. And they're just, I mean, the best ever was Phil Baroni commenting on a, a War Machine fight because he had forgotten that his his uh, his mic was on. When he went to the bathroom, all of a sudden you hear during a fight, I think this ring girl wants to fuck me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm glad somebody said it. And that, and then when, when Don Fry and Boz Rutten would do commentary, they would just get drunk and talk about their fights. Like, it didn't even matter. Like, like, the fight could be over. It was going on. People were tapping. And they were like, remember that time that you fought? Like, it was just them. 
That's awesome. Wait, who hired them to do commentary? Was this LFA or what was this? It was, it was something. I was like one of those. Like it was like shark fights or something. It was something. right, right. Okay, that makes sense. But it was like it was hilarious though because the guy was like tapping somebody would get knocked out and then you just be like Don would be yeah you know fucking my ex wife is a fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Who do you think has a better commentary team, the UFC or Bellator? Because Bellator, you know, Josh Thompson um, who's the ref, uh, Big John McCarthy, yeah, uh, Mike Goldberg, Chael Sonnen. I'm just so used I- to Rogan. You know, um, I think Rogan does such a good job. Um, and then, uh, and Cormier also really good job. Uh, Cruz, I think does really good because Cruz says things that like are so like on point, even though like his personality isn't like the most winning. He just says things that you're like, wow, he'll tell you what's going to happen. Uh, he'll be like, that's, he's not going to get that submission because unless he takes his feet, crawls over the cage, puts his right shoulder down, crawls over, like, yeah, I'm like, wow, like who else knows that, you know? Uh, so those three are my favorite. I think Thompson, I think Thompson is pretty good. I mean, they used to have Joe Warren comment it. And back when like War Machine was dating Chrissy Mack, you know, the, the porn star, uh, they used to go to her and Warren would be like, I've seen her before. I can't, I, I'm, I don't, I don't know where, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like that little shit, that, that kind of stuff makes me laugh, you know, but I'm a guy that like, I used to love Larry Merchant in boxing because he would just tell it like it is. He'd be like, 500 pounds in there and we got a jabbing contest or like i remember like, i remember when james tony won he goes attention obese people you now have a champion <laughs> uh, i used to love toward the end when larry merchant would get so drunk he could barely talk and still try to interview him it was great oh, oh man larry merchant would get hammered Dude, his, his interviews were like literally like when are you gonna fight anybody good <laughs> <laughs> right next to the guy that just lost. I know. Yeah, like I think Felder. I think Paul Felder does a good job. I like Felder's commentary a lot. Yeah, dude, that dude. He was a theater major in college. He didn't even fight. Like, like study theater, like acting, and then to, to huh. like lose weight or something or get in shape. I will say this though: you got. I do respect Bellator's commitment to UFC castoffs. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, no, no, no. It's not just the fighters. We've got their announcers, too. <laughs> <laughs> referees. And, and the refs, exactly. I mean, it's just, like, it's just like a trip down UFC memory lane over there. <laughs> Ring girls from like I think they want to fool people into thinking they're watching the UFC. <laughs> and then subliminally just shooting in the Bellator name here and there. You know, because it's like you turn it on and there's, you know, Big John McCarthy and there's the announcer guy and there's the fight. And you're like, oh, it's a UFC fight. What are they doing on the Paramount Network or whatever the fuck they're on? I get more excited about them signing people than the fights because I don't know when the fights are. Right. Like, like you're like, they got Anthony Johnson. When's he going to fight? Oh, he's he's fighting today. It's fucking three o'clock. Like, you don't Friday night, I'm. I just clicked to look. We were looking for a holiday movie we recorded, and it's recording a Bellator event. And I'm like, oh my god, there's Bellator. I'm like, I'm like, I can't wait till we finish this movie so I can watch these fights. No, Alimale McFarland lost the fight. She was a champion. Lost Bellator last week. She never lost, but no one even knows that. That was a terrible fight, by the way. It was a terrible fight. You're right. Uh, you're right. It was a terrible fight. Uh, so also this week, uh, Anthony Pettis is fighting Alex Morano. Uh, Greg Hardy 
is fighting Marcin Tabara. That should be a good fight. He's the guy that wears a diaper, right? Who's it? Or no, who's the guy? No, that's uh, Junior Albini. Who's uh, Marcin Tabara? He's like this. You you would recognize him if you saw him. He's like he fights a lot. He, I don't know how to describe. Him. He looks like a Polish giant, sort of fat guy yeah, with yeah, a beard. Yeah. You don't know if he's like twenty two or seventy. Right, right. It looks like Brendan Schaubman. Right. <laughs> There's three. We got three. Three hat ones. <laughs> Greg Hardy, man. There's a guy, though, also, like, he might be the way – he might be the prototype to how – well, not how to make it, but how to make it – how to cross over athletic-wise from being a football star to a fighter. Yeah. They're not rushing him. He's on good training, and I feel like even when he loses – it's, they're not career-ending losses. They're like learning, learning curves. He's looking. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Didn't he just fight like two weeks ago? Or am I crazy? I thought he just fought. Yeah, he knocked somebody out. Like, yeah, I, I, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think maybe more Halloween. than two, but not much. Yeah, October thirty-first. Oh, wow. And Greg Hardy's a guy that I, I thought was going to be another stunt performer, and in fact, he's you know fight after fight. I. You know, there's growth, there's progress, there's commitment. I, I got to say, I, I'm, I'm liking the guy. Yeah, the way he fights. I, I don't know. But people that know him, I mean, they like Rashad Evans, uh, Dean Thomas, these are good guys who are good judges of character. They're not going to fuck around with anybody they don't like. Uh, so, And they, they swear by him. Um, yeah. so we'll see. Can't, can't uh, she remember, she's the girl from, uh, from like Sweden. Yeah. She's that, like butt bomb, Jesse Jess. Yeah, uh, she also was like a EMT worker. We had her on the show. She was like saving people's lives. She's fighting Sajara Eubanks, who's a fucking monster. Yeah, she's really the ultimate fighter. Kept missing weight. Had some problems. I don't know, some kind of weird off the out of the cage problems. But lately, has been looking really good. This should be a good fight. Um, this should be uh, a really good fight. Uh, we'll see how good you know. Panny sometimes when she steps up doesn't always deliver. So uh, hopefully she does. Uh, I like Sajara too, though. But Penny's my girl. Um, and then Deron Wynn, uh, he's the guy that looks like Cormier, like a mini Cormier, the good wrestling thing. And then uh, a bunch of other guys are fighting. So, so many fights on this card. Fifteen fights. Because of the COVID. <clears throat> well, that seems to be their insurance policy now, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, the Bilal Muhammad versus Diego Lima fight got canceled because Bilal tested positive for COVID. So that's one down. That's one. There you go. This again, and they're probably thinking to themselves, "This is why we book fifteen fights, guys." <laughs> <laughs> now get in there and join that game. Band. <laughs> exactly. Exactly what I was thinking. You have a network where it's fights all day long. Like anyone can fight. Like like the like MMA fights. Like the firemen can fight as policemen. Just like anytime you tune into the network, somebody's fighting. That'd be awesome. <laughs> now, is this Marlon Marias Rob Font uh, fight still happening? Yep, that's a good fight. Holy okay, shit. Okay, because we didn't talk about it. We, like, skipped right over it. And I was like, and in my mind, I was like, did it? Because usually when I bring up a fight that we didn't talk about, you're like, yeah, because it got canceled. I'm no, like, it's a good okay. fight. It's a good fight. Uh, Marlon Morales is the guy that knocked out Aljamain Sterling. Uh, also, Yeah, but didn't he just lose to somebody? Corey Sanhagen got knocked out. There, that's right. I don't know. Wait, it'd be great to see if he can rebound. This is a big test a for him. Knockout. It was a spinning wheel kick knockout. Yep. Right. So not saying that like it wasn't deserved, but had he not land that, that fight might have gone differently, you know? Um, yeah, he would have been caught by something else later in the fight. I mean, who knows? Who knows? If he was destined to lose, he lost. So, okay. I mean, you think that? You think that? Like, you think like if if, if Masvidal doesn't land that flying knee on Ben Askren, he still wins that fight? 
Yes, absolutely. I don't know. I don't think so. Well, we'll never find out. Sean, what do you think? I'm trying to figure out why I keep losing you guys. Um, hold on one second. What is going on with this? I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes Hail Mary, not that it was a Hail Mary, but like, okay, so we talked about like Marlon Morass getting knocked out by St. Hagen with a spinning wheel kick. Uh, Greg saying he was destined to lose that fight because it was, it, was, it was written almost. And I'm saying, I don't know. Like, he doesn't land that. He might not, doesn't win that fight. Or he might, might have, might have not. We'll never know. But like, Masvidal landed that flying knee on Askren. He doesn't land that. I think Askren wins that fight. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, uh, I mean, we'll never know now, but it's uh, for sure. I think Askren beats him nine out of 10, you know? So, yeah. Greg, you disagree. I disagree because Askren was so one-dimensional. I think if it wasn't that flying knee, it was a, you know, a reverse elbow. It was something else later. He was going to get caught. But he hadn't been caught 19 times up until then. Well, he hadn't fought this guy 19 times. <laughs> I, I hear you. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think his wrestling might have been too much. I mean, he was just, it was, his guy has gorilla strength. You know, man, Did I was he get knocked believer. out again the next fight after that? He, no, he lost to uh, Damian Maya. He got submitted in a fight that he was arguably winning in the third round. Okay, you're losing ground on your side. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't much of a believer in Asker until I talked to seven or eight different people that I trained with him, and every one of them said, dude, he's a monster. Like James Krause told me, dude, you can't do anything with him. He said, he's unbelievable. Um, like four or five different people told me, he's like, that dude is amazing, man. Like, so I, I didn't believe him until then, so. Well, you need to look those four or five people up and get a refund on their opinions. <laughs> they're fucking wrong. Because apparently he trained, he, apparently he's one of those trained guys, but not fight guys. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm not saying he isn't a great wrestler, but I think the evidence supports my theory more than yours. I don't know. But okay, so you're saying that like Chael Sonnen doesn't get caught with one minute left to enter Silva. He gets caught with something else? Uh, I don't know. I would have to I would have to go back and review the tape. <laughs> no, but I'm okay, right. <laughs> review the tape. By the way, so your your uh, Cowboys finally won, right? Yes, finally. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's hard to cry through an orgasm, but I did. <laughs> um it was uh yeah, man. The Cowboys finally got a and it was a big win too, like 30 to 7. Like it's the kind of win you're just like, thank you, God, thank you. And I won my uh Wild card matchup in fantasy football, sending me to the semifinals. Oh, there you Congratulations. Yeah, so we're still going. Stash makes cash. Nice. Well, uh, this Friday night, people, December 18th, my special drops on Fight Pass. I'm really, really excited about that. Um, lots of MMA jokes. Uh, it's an hour special. And uh, By the way, Adam, when people like rip on you and they haven't even seen this special yet, which is a, I'm undoubtedly going to be hilarious, you know, it, it's, it's obvious jealousy, man. You always do what people wish you couldn't do, you know? And so, so for the haters out there, you know, that's pure jealousy, man. It really is. You're, you know, and I... Don't don't take it to heart. You deserve this. You worked super fucking hard for it, and it's going to be amazing. No, I'm, this is actually one of the first times I'm not. I'm just actually just actually enjoying it, enjoying being with my family and my wife and kid and my friends. So uh, super happy. Uh, McCorkle, what do you got coming up? Uh, probably going to confront more meth heads on my property and uh, just keep arguing with people on Facebook. It's pretty much my life. So, uh, Greg, what do you got coming up? Uh, well, just the. Uh, 
Uh, next Tuesday, I have a Zoom show. If you go to my social media, I'll be posting the promo for that. I'm doing it for a friend's birthday, big comedian uh, birthday show for a friend. So I'll be doing the... So look, so if you want to catch a Zoom show that I'm going to be doing, it's, uh, I think, the 22nd, which I think is Tuesday. I'm not sure. Yeah, next Tuesday. And of course, if you're still in there with fantasy football, check out my podcast. Also, I do post the 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 both the audio podcast link on SoundCloud as well as the video. And we'll be talking about the upcoming semifinal weekend. If you're still in it, let's chop it up. Have the Jets won a game? Jets haven't won a game, have they? Jets are, are winless this season. And... They have they they've not fired their coach. Well, maybe they want to keep losing so they get the first pick, right? I think that's exactly right. They they want uh, and I guess Trevor Lawrence is the big prize out there. So we'll see what happens. And then Wayne Dog, what do you got? Follow me on Twitter and social media, YouTube at the Joe Press Show and twitch.tv slash Dog. Thank you. Well, thank you guys very much. Thank you, Alonzo. See you guys next week. You're the best. Sorry, right, mate.